Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, we're rolling along. Greeny with you here, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, live as always at the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. It's hot as can be here in New York, but we're having a good time. It's nice to be back. I, I had a really interesting and enjoyable uh, vacation. I, I will just give a very quick thought on Japan. That's as far away from home as I've ever been. It is a place I've always wanted to go. And Stace has always wanted to go. And so we decided to take this vacation and we went to Japan for almost two weeks. And what you need, you, you need that amount of time um, just because the travel itself is so um, significant and um, and it is a large and fascinating country. I will say I absolutely loved it. I recommend it wholeheartedly to anyone who's looking for a very different kind of experience. It's you're not going there to sit on a beach. I, you probably could, but that's you're not flying all the way to Japan to do that. It, it is a place you're going to immerse yourself in a culture that is so different, fascinating. Um, and what I mo- what most appealed to me about it was the extraordinary efficiency of it. Bubba, you will understand what I mean when I say this. Those of us who work in broadcasting, if, the, if there's one thing that comes with this job, having and it's I've been doing it now 30 years, it is precision when it comes to time. Do you know what I mean? Like most people, if they have to be at work at eight o'clock, if they get there at eight o one. If they get there at 8.03, no one notices and it doesn't really make any difference. I go on the air at 8 o'clock. That doesn't mean 8.00 and 8 seconds to the second that show is going to start. The red light is going to go on. We are going to start and I'm going to need to be talking. And if I'm not in the chair and ready to go, that's my problem more than it is anybody else's. And your mind becomes ingrained to think that way. You become obsessed with time. That is why whenever we are late to anything, which as much as I love my wife, we are frequently, and it is never because of me, but that's a whole other discussion. The point I'm making is I am fixated. To me, 8 o'clock means 8-0-0-0-0. Not a difference of minutes, not a difference of seconds. So we are waiting for, in Japan, the bullet train. We, we started out in Tokyo. Tokyo is a huge, beautiful city. Um, if you if you change the street signs from Japanese to English, you would never know you weren't in New York. Tokyo is just a huge international city. Reminded me very much of of a lot of other of of the enormous metropolitan cities, very much like my hometown of New York. And it's except that it's sparklingly clean, delightfully clean. It's like walking around Disney World, which anyone who has been in New York lately knows we are not. But that's neither here nor there. So Tokyo, fascinating. And then we're taking a, a bullet train to the city of T- uh, Kyoto. And the bullet train, our train is scheduled for 11.35. 11.35 in the morning is when our train is coming. At 11.34 and 30 seconds, I see it. It starts pulling in. It pulls up and it stops and the doors open. Like I'm watching this to the second on my, on my phone. 11.35 and zero seconds, the door opens. People get in, people get out. 30 seconds later, that train is gone. I subsequently find out when I'm on the train that they make an announcement when they're approaching your stop. And essentially, I will paraphrase. They say, get up and get ready. 
Because when these doors open, you've got 10 seconds to get off this train. We're not waiting for anything. They are moving it along. And let me tell you, that appeals to me greatly. I loved it. It caused enormous stress for my wife, (laughs) um, for whom to the second is not necessarily in her vocabulary. But for me, that was right up my alley. The culture, beautiful. The, The people could not be friendlier, could not be nicer. Um, the history is extraordinary, so totally different from the European history that I, I think most Americans are much more accustomed to seeing and learning about. Food was unbelievable, so it, it was a wonderful trip. And a lot of people were asking about it, um, and all Stace did was post me talking about Aaron Rodgers. I did a lot more than just talk about Aaron Rodgers while we were in Japan, although I did do plenty of that as well. So anyway, that is a quick summary of my trip. Um, As I know, a lot of people were asking me what we thought of it. It was very different. Um, Again, you need a lot of time to do it, but I I do recommend it if you get the chance. All right, onwards we go. So I had some stuff planned here, but Bubba tells me we may have to change course because of something Joel Embiid apparently said. Now, I've not heard this either. So we're going to hear it for the first time together. But the credit, Bubba put the credit on my screen. It's from the Uninterrupted Film Festival. Bubba, do I need to say anything else to set it up? Uh, that's about it. I guess uh, Mav Carter was interviewing him last night, I guess, at this film festival. I don't, I'm not even entirely sure what was what was happening, but they were on stage, and he asked him a question, and then this was uh, his response about his uh, his future. I just want to win a championship. Um... You know, whatever it takes. I don't know what that's going to be, whether it's affiliates, you know, anywhere else. You know, I just want to have a chance uh, to accomplish that. I want to see what it feels like to win that first one and then you can think about, you know, the next one. Uh, you know, it's not easy. Oh, I see what you're, why you're saying that. Because what you're saying is that he said, whether it's in Philadelphia or anywhere else, here's what I can tell you. So, so I, th- that was worth hearing. That was worth playing. Thank you, Bubs. I think that was a good idea. He- here's what I will tell you, is that there are people around the NBA who believe Embiid might be beginning his last year in Philadelphia. Please do not take this to say Mike Greenberg is reporting or even assuming. I- I- I'm merely telling you that that is a rumor that is around the league, and it's, it's, I've heard informed speculation about it from people whose opinions I value. That this is, it's going to be one more year for Embiid, and then, then there is a real chance that he winds up somewhere else. That somewhere else that I've heard in some of that informed speculation would be the Knicks. That there is a... A belief, you can call it a hope, you can call it a dream. Certainly, Nick fans have been, have had their hopes dashed before when they thought they were going to get this star and that star, and they wind up not getting any of them. And so do not, again, please do not mistake this for me telling you, Joel Embiid is going to play one more year in Philly, and then he's going to sign with the Knicks. I don't know any of that to be true. But what I do know is that there is speculation going on inside the league from people whose opinions matter that both of those might happen. That Embiid might be out of Philly after one more year and that New York might be a destination he would consider. Now, wouldn't that be a fascinating turn of events? Look, there's so much at stake. One of the other things that I missed 
during the three weeks I was off, of course, was all of the NBA free agency. And, and it wasn't a huge year for that. There weren't a, a lot of huge, tumultuous kinds of moves. The draft came and went. We all knew what was going to happen. And, of course, it did with Wembenyama going number one. No big surprises there. Um, so the big storylines really are what, what's set up for the future. What winds up happening going forward from here? And the biggest trades were things like Chris Paul going to Golden State and stuff like that that isn't, at the end of the day, is not going to determine what winds up happening for the title next year. The pressure points in the NBA going forward, in my opinion, right now, are Philadelphia and Phoenix. What's going to wind up happening with Philadelphia? How do they manage this summer? How does next season go? And what does it mean for the future of their big star? And Phoenix, how does that go? They've made some fascinating moves. They made a trade yesterday that I was a little bit taken aback by. That's going to go one of two ways in Phoenix. That's either going to go really well, that that KD and, and Booker are going to be dynamite together. They're going to manage to cobble together the right pieces around them, and they're going to be unbeatable. Or that is going to be a disaster of biblical proportion. I, I, I could see it going either way. And if it starts going in the wrong direction, then I could definitely see some big moves coming out of there. So those feel like the two places to keep a close eye on as we work our way forward uh, into towards the NBA season. But we got a lot to get to before we get to that, including mostly a lot of football. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. I'll give you my takes on the big NFL stories of the day and today's green list. Coming up next, this is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime 
for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. I'm Greeny. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We're here on ESPN Radio. A reminder, starting stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone with AutoZone. All right, for those of you just joining us, that's so much stuff going on right now, and I've missed the opportunity to comment on a lot of it, so I've been trying to catch up on some of the things I missed, and I did address the whole Northwestern hazing scandal a little bit earlier. So just to catch you up, you can always listen later to the podcast, which will be available anywhere and everywhere right after we wrap up the show. But let me go over the top stories of the day with you here. And and the first of them to me is the ticking clock that hovers above two NFL teams. There are three star running backs who have the franchise tag on them, and they are Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, and Tony Pollard. Of the three, Pollard is the only one who we know how this is going to turn out. Four o'clock Eastern time today, so just a few hours from now as we speak, the franchise tag deadline will come and go, which is to say these players will either work out a new contract extension with their teams or they will not. If they don't get it done by four o'clock, then there is no other way, there's no other path forward besides them playing on the tag this year. Now, in the case of Tony Pollard, he's already signed the tender. So he's already essentially, not essentially, he has already dictated that in the event they don't get a long-term agreement worked out and all indications seem to be that they won't, that he'll be there and he'll be playing on the tag and that's it. This is a guy who has made very little money in his career because he was not a high draft pick. The other two guys, Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley, were high draft picks. And so they've both made a bunch of money in their career, certainly infinitely more than Tony Pollard. Josh Jacobs last year had the most touches of any player in the National Football League. What does that mean? It means he got hit more times than any other offensive player, any other ball carrier, any other player in the NFL. And Saquon Barkley was fourth on that list. Most touches, most hits. And the fact that neither of these guys is going to wind up getting a long-term deal done, that in fact Saquon Barkley single-handedly carried his team to a stunningly good season that resulted in a surprising playoff berth, and as a result the team will reward him by handsomely paying their underrated, their, their overrated quarterback or, or their, their mediocre at best quarterback and leave him sort of dangling and begging for the scraps. It just doesn't feel right. Now, that is the lot in life of the running back in the NFL. Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be running backs. I've been saying it for a long time, and it sucks for them. And and, and I, I say this fully acknowledging that if I were sitting in the chair of the general manager or the owners of the team, I probably would do the same thing because it's a zero-sum game in the salary cap, and you don't have to pay Saquon Barkley one penny more than the franchise tag. But in some cases, I I really do wonder how that would impact. In the case of the Giants, which is a team I know better sort of inwardly than I know the Raiders, I do wonder how it would, how it will impact that locker room if they view 
their team as not having taken care of Saquon at all. They all know. Damian Woody said it on Get Up this morning. The players know who the ballers are. They know why they had the season they had last year. I'm sure none of them begrudged Daniel Jones his money. But they all know that Daniel Jones got his money because of Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley was 40% of the Giants' offense last year. And while they've made a move or two to shore up their passing game, they are not going to be a pass-first team this year. Or if they are, they're going to be bad. Daniel Jones is going to have to get much better. In fact, expectations are a funny thing in life, Bubba. There's almost nothing in the world better than low expectations. The value of low expectations is greatly misrepresented. When people expect very little from you, sometimes people have a tendency to get offended by that. Quite the opposite should be the case. Everyone's standard of success is measured by, based on, the expectations. So the Giants season last year was an extraordinary success. No one expected anything from them. They have a huge year. The quarterback cashes in. The coach wins coach of the year. Fans are happy, all's well and good, but hold on. That sometimes creates a narrative. Let's just say, let's let's live in a world where you believe, as I do, that the Giants had everything bounce their way a year ago. Every break you could get, they got. They won every close game. I don't believe the Giants are as good as what their record was a year ago. All of a sudden, incremental success is no longer a factor here. Same thing is true of the Jets. The Jets went from the worst team in the league two years ago to an average team last year. That was a success. That was incremental improvement. You go out and you get Aaron Rodgers, and suddenly the expectation is genuinely Super Bowl or bust. If you're the Giants, I don't know if it's quite that, but it certainly isn't going to be okay to go 9-8. and eight. The Giants are going to be judged based off of last year's performance. The expectations are set by that. And Saquon Barkley was by far the most important reason they were where they were. Late in the year, I was making an argument that he should have been in the MVP conversation. I still think I was right. So I think there's just something to be said for taking care of that guy. I'm not saying that you break the bank unnecessarily or more significantly cripple your salary cap situation to do it. No one in their right mind thinks that's a good idea. But there are ways of making him feel like he won in this. There are are ways of making him feel without breaking your bank or destroying your salary cap. There are ways of making him feel like you took care of him not feeling like he lost the negotiation, not having to walk into that locker room with all his teammates looking at him that way. And maybe most importantly, most pragmatically of it all, making him want to suit up when the hamstring is tight, making him want to suit up when the shoulder is banged up, making him want to suit up when he has a sprain in his MCL. Football players do that all the time. And that's going to be a two-way street. This guy's on, a, on the franchise tag? Who could blame him if he is legitimately a little banged up? There's hurt and there's injured. Who would blame him if he didn't play hurt this year? So in every way, I think the Giants set themselves up to be in a bad spot if they don't get this deal done with Saquon Barkley. 
and just personally, and I've never met Saquon in my life, so I don't mean this because I, I, I like him as a friend, but everything that I know about him, I think I like. I hope that it works out for the kid. He did everything right last year. So there's that. The other story is the DeAndre Hopkins thing. And I think Tennessee all of a sudden vaults themselves into a place where they become a very interesting team. Tennessee adding DeAndre Hopkins. You got him. You have the kid Traylon Burke. So they took a year ago who they hoped would replace A.J. Brown, and he wasn't anywhere near ready to do that. Now he gets to be what he probably should be, which is a good developing young receiver in his second year with DeAndre Hopkins on the other side taking up a lot of attention, and that frees things up as well for your superstar running back in Derrick Henry. They suddenly become a team that has a legitimate chance to do something, and the New England Patriots, I think, really miss out here. Bill Belichick is just impervious to pressure. He will not be forced to do anything he doesn't want to do. I was sure they were going to sign DeAndre Hopkins because it just made all the sense in the world. Whatever fan pressure there is, whatever ownership pressure there is, whatever feeling that Mac Jones, it's a make-or-break situation for him, give him every chance in the world to possibly prove he can be your quarterback going forward. Everything lined up for them taking the risk, or not the risk, for them stretching a little bit on the dollars to get DeAndre Hopkins. And he just wasn't willing to do it. He just didn't do it. For better or for worse, that's Bill. That's what he does. And I think there's a lot of pressure on him going forward. Not because I think he'll get fired, but pressure comes from a lot of other directions. And I think he faces a lot of it. I think this would have been a good move for them. As a fan of a team in the AFC East, I am delighted that DeAndre Hopkins is not a Patriot. All right, I'll pause on that thought briefly. Coming up, today's green list, the top five NFL players under the most pressure this year. That's next after this word from AutoZone. Are you dealing with a dead battery? Head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. Their free battery testing can help you know if you need a new battery or not, or if you're in need of a fresh charge. And if you do happen to need a replacement battery, they can help with that too. They're the only place you can find proven tough Duralast batteries. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. Back in a flash on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. So I will have uh, today's green list, which will be the top five NFL players with the most pressure on them. Coming up in a moment, after I just talked about the pressure that I think exists on Bill Belichick, and it does, but he, of course, is not a player. I got five players coming your way. But first, Bubba, you know, the way this show works is that Bubba, as the producer of this program, he will load up this Google Doc that we have with all sorts of things he thinks I'll find interesting, and then I will look through it, and I will handpick the ones I'm most interested in. And I wanted to ask you about one. One of the things you put in here says, Fallout Boy, which is a band I happen to like, did a version of We Didn't Start the Fire, the classic Billy Joel song. And according to Bubba, people are mad about it. And Bubba actually wrote, I actually don't hate it as much as everyone else. If anything, I appreciate the original more. So, Bubba, before we hear it, because I've not heard it, what was the fallout? I don't mean to use that term. The fallout from Fallout Boy. What what, what are people generally saying about this? Yeah, well, people are not happy about it. I don't, you know, and so this one is, I think the original one is, was what, from like 59 to 89 or whatever, all the events of, um, from there. Um, and this one is from basically 1989 till now. So, oh, I see. So they did a version of the same. They didn't. They didn't do a cover Correct. of the song. Yeah, and so yes, exactly. And that's why I kind of like it. So they, and that's why for me, it's essentially my entire life. Right. I was born in '84, and so like I remember Stormfront came out in '89. So I mean, I remember when it came out. Um, but um, yeah, so it's they they redid it. However, what one of the biggest criticisms that people have of this is the original one that Billy did is more or less in chronological order. Oh, and this is and not? And this is not, which was, is to my point, is even more impressive of what Billy did. Yes. He, he did it in chronological, chronological order and got everything essentially to fit and rhyme and be perfect. And they just kind of threw stuff through against the wall. But I still think it's not bad because they're just, they found a lot of, you know, insanely topical things and put it together but it's not billy joel but it's still interesting and they're everything that happened in my lifetime from 1989 until now but yeah it's not a cover they redid it okay so that's a different that's an interesting thing to do it's kind of a gutsy thing to do yeah exactly right and people i think people just hate anything new so they were just mad that they did it and they thought it was stupid and and yeah, and most people were really upset about how it was out of order. That was one of the, the the main complaints I saw. Okay, I don't need to hear anymore. I don't need to hear anymore. They're a good band. They should not have done this. You cannot do that song and have it not be in chronological order. It's ridiculous. I, it, that's not the whole idea of the song. The entire 
reason for its being is to show the way the world has evolved over a course of time. It is not just to throw up, as you said, against the wall, a whole bunch of things that happen to have happened in the last 35 or 40 years or whatever period of time it is that they started and said, here's just a bunch of interesting stuff that has happened in no order or no logical. There's no rhyme or reason to this whatsoever. Now, it's just a series of, 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 of completely... Uh, non-connected thoughts. I, I hate it. I don't like it right. at all. Well, that, I mean, that's why, again, I, it makes me appreciate the original song even more because that makes it so impressive what Billy did to connect everything he had and go from the beginning to the end. But I, I just like, I mean, I don't love the song by uh, that much, but I, the, the only reason I find it interesting is just because it literally is my entire life because I'm essentially the same age as these guys. And from... I remember when Stormfront came out. So from 89 till now, it's so many things that I remember in my life. So I find it a little interesting. But if anything, it's just more credit to Billy Joel for coming up with a thing that was so impressive. Chronological order, it's, it's a great song. But they're just mentioning things that have happened in your life. They're, they're, they're not saying anything about them. They're just saying the names of things that happened in your life. Right. Anyone could do that. Yeah, it's like you're going in a little like, time machine. You're bringing, you know, it's going back and, and you know. Don't like it. Don't like it. Well, not a fan. You, most people aren't. I'm Again, down. I'm, it's not like my down I, on it. I, I yeah. And, and and look, it's not like people haven't done Billy Joel songs before. I've I've told you the story about the day that that I almost made my daughter Nikki walk home from elementary school. Are you familiar with this day? I don't remember. No. Oh, this is many years ago. My daughter Nikki, who's now almost twenty three, so that gives you some idea of how long ago this was. I pick her up at school. I'm driving her home. She's probably nine years old, ten years old, something like that. We're in the car. I got the radio on. The song Only the Good Die Young comes on. Okay. So I said to her, oh, you're going to really, this is a really, really good song. You're going to like it. And so the song is playing. And in the middle of it, she says, I know this song, Dad. The Glee version is better. (laughs) And I really, and, you know, look, she's, I've never loved anything in my life the way I love her. I almost had to pull the car over and say, you're walking from here. That's rough. You cannot be in this car and say the Glee version of Only the Good Die Young is better. We just can't have that. Right? That's bad. Am I right? I mean, yeah. That's bad. That's not good. No. In fact, we were at a wedding on Saturday night, and like half the songs that were of of my – the band did a terrific job of playing a lot of music that was appealing to the the age group of the people who were getting married, meaning the people in their 20s, and then the old farts like us who were there, you know, the parents and friends of the parents, we were there, and the band did an outstanding job of playing music that everyone liked and everybody knew and everyone would dance to. And my daughter said to me, again, at that, she knew all the old songs because of Glee. Glee, I guess, I never watched Glee in my life, but she did. Glee did all of the music that you and I like. And so people who are 22 years old now who watch that show, they know all the songs the same way we do. They just know that to them, the <laughs> right. original is the Glee version. Right, yeah. Billy Joel's covering Glee. That's exactly right. To them, this band, like they did Piano Man. <laughs> the, uh, Saturday night. Saturday night, the nice. band did Piano Man. To Nikki, that was a cover of a Glee song, yep. when in reality, of course, it's a cover of a Billy Joel song. It's upsetting, but it is what it is. All right, back to business. From the top five NFL quarterbacks. Burrow. Touchdown, what a start. Two actually has one of the prettiest balls I've ever caught in my life. To the top five NFL fan bases. We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's Rank 'em. 
The top five players with the most pressure. All right, so we're doing the top five players with the most pressure on them in the NFL this season. This was, here's the way I decided to do this, Bubba. Right, wrong, or indifferent. I think the level of pressure that exists on quarterbacks is so disproportionate to that of anybody else that my entire list is quarterbacks. So if there is a player who doesn't play that position that you think should have been on the list, just know it wasn't considered. As I was trying to narrow this down in my own head before the show this morning, I just decided I'm unilaterally going quarterbacks only. So this is my list of the top five players, in this case the top five quarterbacks, under the most pressure this year. Number five. Five is Jordan Love, and part of that is unfair. But look, the reality is the circumstances are the circumstances. You step into shoes that have been filled over the last 30 consecutive seasons by first ballot Hall of Famers. And not only do you face that, but you face the fact that the guy you're replacing was in this exact situation 15 years ago and thrived. Aaron Rodgers had to do what you now have to do, replace the legend that the fans didn't want to see go, who goes and continues his career somewhere else, and actually in both cases with the Jets. And you're expected to go out there now and in every way emulate what Aaron Rodgers did, both big picture and small. That's a lot of pressure. Look, nothing that has happened to Jordan Love in his NFL career has been fair. Certainly wasn't his fault, but he was at the center of the Aaron Rodgers discrepancy with the the Packers from the moment that it began. So I believe there is enormous pressure on Love. Now, it's a different kind of pressure. Because he doesn't have to win the Super Bowl this year. He doesn't have to be a top five quarterback this year. But he's got to show you. You've got to, at at some point this year, he's got to play well enough that we are sitting here on this show, Bub, and we are saying, oh yeah, I see it. I see why they were willing to do this. I see why they decided we need to make this move for Jordan Love. Why we traded up to take him, knowing it would infuriate the quarterback. Why we traded away Aaron Rodgers. He's got to show you that he deserves it. He's got to show you they were right in placing that bet. That's a lot of pressure. Top five quarterbacks with most pressure on. Number four. Justin Fields is four. There is an element of similarity between those two. When the Bears got the first pick in the draft this year, they could have taken Bryce Young. There were a lot of people who thought they should. A lot of people, credible people whose opinions I value. I disagreed with them all but whose opinions I value, who said, start the clock again, the quarterback clock, the salary clock. Justin Fields is in a situation where he's getting very close to a time when teams start making long-term decisions about you. May not be right, may not be fair, may not be an appropriate amount of time for a quarterback to develop, and we have to understand his growth would have to have been stunted by the ridiculous circumstances into which he was drafted. But that's not going to wind up being anyone's problem but his if this season doesn't go well. I think Justin Fields is going to have a great year. I think Justin Fields, he's a player I've believed in since college. He had no chance to succeed as a rookie. He showed you flashes of spectacular things last year. But now I think there is an expectation that the Bears are going to take a big step forward. That he's going to be more than just a human highlight film. That they're going to play within the structure of... An NFL offense with with an NFL passing game. They've got a receiver finally who can do it. I think there's a lot of pressure 
on Justin Fields. Again, I believe in him. I believe in Justin Jordan Love, too. I'm not sure if I said that when I was doing him. I think Jordan Love is going to be good. The Packers draft well. They know what they're doing there. I don't always agree with the moves they make, but they know what they're doing. If they believe in him, then that's good enough for me. Fields, I'm a believer in. I've believed in him since college. I think he's going to be a terrific player. I think he's going to have a huge year. But I think there's a lot of pressure on him to do it. Because if he doesn't, if it looks like the team has improved and he has not, if he should regress, if he doesn't develop in the passing game, then I think there are going to be people asking legitimate questions about his future in Chicago and about whether or not they made the right decision bypassing Bryce Young who went number one to Carolina. Number three. Top quarterbacks are facing the most pressure this year. I'll put Aaron Rodgers at three. Look, you you put your head in the mouth of the lion by making the decisions you made. And he understands the pressure that exists. They're on hard knocks because of him. The expectations for them to make a deep playoff run exist because of him. The crazy Jet fans like me are losing our respective minds, are, 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 are losing our minds because of him. All that is on the table. Rodgers has to be good. He doesn't have to be great. The team is good enough around him for him to be the 10th best quarterback in the NFL and the team still to have a chance to do everything it wants to do. He doesn't have to outplay Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't have to outplay Joe Burrow. But he has to play him even. He has to play well enough that the team can win those games. The expectation this year is not for the Jets to go 10-7. and seven. The expectation is for the Jets to beat playoff teams. It is for them to beat Mahomes. It is for them to beat Allen. It is for them to beat Joe Burrow. And if they don't, then this will not have worked. And that's the pressure that's on Rodgers. The reason he's not higher on my list is because I think everything there is to be said about Aaron Rodgers historically is in place. Nothing that happens here impacts his legacy. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, no matter what. And even the downside of that does not diminish his legacy. Could he enhance his legacy? Absolutely. There's a lot to be gained here. But I do not think his career legacy is negatively impacted by a bad season in New York. The following cannot be said, or that cannot be said, about the following two players who I have at the top of this list. Number two. Do I put Dak Prescott? Will the real Dak Prescott please stand up? Coming, being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys comes with a lot of pressure no matter what. Comes with a spotlight no matter what. But they had a bad year last year. He had a bad year last year. He played bad in the playoff game. They didn't do what they could have done last year because of him. And you can't be that. Not when you're the quarterback in Dallas. Not when you got that guy owning the team and at the stage of life that he's in, he, that guy wants to win one more in the worst way. I believe in Dak. They believe in Dak, but he's got to show it. You cannot throw all those interceptions this year. You cannot throw your team out of games. He threw a lot of picks last year that crippled his team. He needs to have a big year, and he should. I believe he will. I believe he's going to show everyone that last year was an aberration, that he's going to be a really good player again because he is a really good player, but he's got to show it. There'll be no defending him. You're entitled to one down year, not two. So I believe there's a lot of pressure on Dak Prescott to play big in Dallas this season. He's number two on my list. Number one. Number one is Russell Wilson. And I will go back to what I said a moment ago about Rodgers. Rodgers' legacy is in stone. Russell Wilson's legacy is in pencil. 
He, he is a Hall of Fame caliber. He was on a Hall of Fame trajectory in Seattle. He was a terrific player. But last year was such a disaster. They fired the coach. They moved everything around. Now they bring in a coach who no one will blame. If Russell Wilson plays bad, that's going to be on him. Sean Payton is has his own personal get-out-of-jail-free card. If this doesn't go well, that is Sean's show. They are no longer the Denver Russells. They are the Denver Paytons. And Russell Wilson is going to have to prove it to Sean and to everybody else. As if he doesn't, not only will he not be the quarterback in Denver anymore, but I think people will look back on his entire career differently. The Hall of Fame nature of his legacy, I think, is impacted by a terrible season this coming year, if it looks anything like last year's did. And so there they are, my top five players under the most pressure on them this year, all of them quarterbacks. Jordan Love at five, Justin Fields at four, Aaron Rodgers at three, Dak Prescott at two, and Russell Wilson at one. I've got 30 seconds left. What do you think of the list, Bubba? Anything that stands out to you? No, I mean, all all I'm thinking about is Dak right now. And, yeah, the pressure's on him, and I agree with you there. And it's a it's a huge year for Dak, so... I think they're all going to play well. My honest opinion is that all of them, all of these bets are going to come back, yes, including Russell Wilson. I think yeah. all five of those guys are going to play well. Yeah. But the question marks are there. And I think the pressure is very much on. All right, it's a delight to be back. Thanks for coming along for the ride. We'll see you tomorrow. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.